up everybody it's french the bro host and i'm josh so focused that we would like to welcome you to the next take podcast the next take the next take the next take podcast and if you didn't know we're a weekly podcast where we cover the most intriguing Knicks news of the if week you want to find us on our socials you could check us out first on twitter at the Knicks take then go to YouTube and search Nick's Take Video. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you could find us at The Nick's Take. And lastly, on Facebook at Nick's Take Media. <sighs> this, was a... yeah. this was a week for Nick's yes. fans and for the Nick's team yes. where we left off last time. We, we, we left off on a... A bad loss. A magic game. Yeah. Yep. A bad Orlando Magic loss where we felt like the team was just, you know, they weren't motivated to 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 pull that one out. It seemed like they were saving all their energy and strength for the Philly game because that's the team in the East that was at one seed last year. They were the team that we seemed to respect. Because that game they did not play at all. First first quarter they were getting to their groove and their rhythm. Philly had the lead after the first quarter, but from that first quarter on to the rest of the game, the Knicks seemed to be in complete control. We were all, we were able to build the lead in the second quarter, and then hold that lead for basically the pretty much remainder of the game. IQ had some moments where. He was just doing IQ things. He had his teammate guarding him for one play, crossed him out his sneakers, had him sitting on his muffin top, hit a a deep three, and then points to the point of the floor where he dropped his his uh, his old teammate Tyrese Maxey on his backside. I'm like Jesus. I was in the building for this game too, by the way. That was bad. That was bad. I, well, you I saw it live. Should have led with that. Should have <laughs> led with that. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna lead. I was gonna be like, yo. So we came off the Magic game. Next game was Philly. Mm-hmm. I was coming in not feeling so confident. No, I, was, I ended up. That's not how I was feeling. I, I ended up. I ended up not being able to watch the game because why? Because I was driving my mom down to the Knicks game, who she ended up watching it with. Who? My brother. French, French. That's how I was going to lead it. French the bro host. That's how I was going to lead it. I was going to lead it in. But, you know. But, yeah, like, you went to see this game. You seen this live. Yeah. Like, like what, 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 did you, what did you see that, I, I guess, I couldn't hear on the radio? Well, before the, the game even started, I'm watching them do shoot around and all that type of stuff. And Bede was missing every shot he was taking. I'm just like, yo, I don't know. It looked like he not in it this game. I, I heard he was, like, injured from a previous game before. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. And then I see Tyrese Maxey shoot around, yada, yada. And he wasn't missing, making nothing, none of his, his shots. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little confident. I see the game start, the, the Sixers start the lead off. Get a little bit nervous. Second quarter, they took the lead. The Knicks took the lead. 
and held on to it for the rest of the game. It was just intense. Every single play, like even when Kemba was scoring, the crowd was like just waiting for the other ball to drop for Philly to just stop playing and Mm -hmm. come back and just blow us out. But that's just what we're used to because we've been losing to Philly for how many years now? And Embiid is healthy. We weren't expecting him to play. He ends up playing. But when you're watching the game, no, like, and you realize that this is the same Knicks team that was the fourth seed last year, the same Knicks team that's just been handling their business since the preseason, undefeated in the preseason, one loss, and it's only because of us and not the other team because we weren't taking them serious. I, it, it's getting harder and harder for me to walk off that ledge. The, the, cause we were scared to say the P word last year. We were scared to say playoffs. Yeah, I'm not scared to, I'm not scared to say that word. That, that, that's, that's a given at this point. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm getting scared to say the C word. Or the T word. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm not saying this year, but. Oh, you mean that C word? Yeah, the title. I, <laughs> I'm like, yo, what what woman you got beef with? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm thinking, but this team just has a lot of makings of a championship team, but nobody really wants to say it because it's the Knicks. When you look at this team, I'm watching MB, the top two center in the NBA, get pushed off his position by Mitch consistently throughout the game. He couldn't get comfortable. He had him in Guantanamo Bay the entire game. He was he had no made field goals in the first half, right? And B. Yeah. And, in, and Mitch wasn't even scoring crazy or doing a bunch of rebounding. Like, he was just holding and B down. It was double-teaming and B whenever he was starting to get a little positioning. That, that I did see in clips after. It, it wasn't that Mitch was... Like locking him up, yeah, he was locking him up. It, <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. But what? But it, it. He also wasn't getting. It's not that he was getting. He he had a strong defensive effort, and Joel had to do what he did in a way that he normally doesn't have to. He has to get it from the free throw line. Yeah, he has to. He has to pull up. He he's used to backing dudes down, and he he was he has been used to backing Mitch down. He couldn't get Mitch nowhere when he tried to back it down. Or he was just standing in place. He was moving side to side, but to get to the rim, he couldn't. Shawshank. That's what I saw. That's what I saw in some of the clips. But sorry, go he ahead. He was in Shawshank. He was locked up. <laughs> he 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 couldn't get comfortable from the time that the 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 jump ball in the beginning to the end of the game. He never could get comfortable. He was getting to the free throw uh, free throw line a lot. And that's because the refs are just used to Embiid drawing fouls. But I feel like a lot of them fouls that sent him to the free throw line weren't even fouls. And right, Kemba had his coming out party this game, scoring 19 points, five assists, seven for 15 from the field, five for 11 from three. He He's getting his feet. Like he's getting ingratiated into this Knicks team. He's starting to find where his, his role can where he can etch a rollout for himself as a starting point guard. And it's just like each game you're seeing a new development from this team and 
you seeing how everything is starting to form together. These guys like each other. You see Mitch getting his his win back. He's getting in better game shape each game. The bench came onto the court. And it was just it was just a fun game to watch. OB's over there doing his thing that he's always doing, getting steals, going up against the the big guy, laying the ball up with jelly with the finger roll. I'm just like, bro, this team just has very few weaknesses. That's just my take. So, so to answer your question. I do think he scored in the first half, but he didn't record. Field goal. I'm talking about Joe, Joel Embiid. He didn't score his first field goal until two minutes into the second half. He couldn't score a shot until the second half. So that that is that is one. Two, we haven't mentioned yet, surprisingly, the Knicks ended a 15-game losing streak. They had they lost 15 games before this game to the Philadelphia 76ers. And when you start knocking down all of these these bad stats, these bad records, these bad streaks, what there's nothing that can really be said about whether this is a good team or a bad team anymore. It's not that Philadelphia is a bad team. Philadelphia is still a good team. They're still expected to make the playoffs this year. No matter still what. expected to be a as top five they have seed. Embiid. Right. And, oh, I, I did have one more thing I want to add as soon, like when you finish. I just remembered. But I, I was pretty much done. It's just uh, the Knicks did what they had to do when they took, and not only did they do what they had to do, they mollywopped it. Yeah. So go ahead. What what did you what did you uh, and Bede was doing a lot of the things that he normally did, but you can see that they missed Ben Simmons when they played us. Because they had no playmakers out on the court who can set other guys up to score. Everybody was taking turns trying to get the team going, but they were lacking a playmaker. They were lacking a defender out there for the guards. Because we were basically getting whatever we wanted from ball movement and mm-hmm. nobody on their team was disrupting our offense for the most part of the game. I think I think that's I can hear what you're doing over there. I think that's just a commentary on Philadelphia's matchup with this team. I don't think that's really an issue when they play against the 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 bottom barrel or the mediocre team. But it's not that many mediocre teams anymore. Eh, it depends. It depends on on like well, this is still early. We don't know who the mediocre teams are. There are mediocre teams. We just haven't figured it out yet. We got to see how some of these teams gel. Some of them, some of these teams that we're expecting to be good, they may not end up being good. <laughs> I can't with you right now. All I'm saying is I do think that the Knicks are a bad matchup for Philly, specifically because of the Mitchell Robinson being able to do what he's able to do against Joel Embiid. And then you have and he's not even our best player. Yeah. I think that is a big factor. He's one of the most important. I think that's a big though, factor. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. French, I'm assuming that you're done with this Philly game. 
unless you wanted to add something to it, but I just no, it, I was just I'm I'm gonna just add nothing but praise to the Knicks for this game because I was nervous as hell going into it, and the way that it played out is not the way that I expected. I expected this game to go to OT. Remember, I'm thinking we going to overtime and Beat is gonna have one of his games for the Garden, but right, it's not what happened. So. So we leave this game. Yeah, let's leave this Philly Knicks. game and head to the main Knicks event of the week. Beat down the Philadelphia 76ers at home. And at this point, Chicago is the only undefeated team left in the Eastern Conference. Every other Eastern Conference team has at least one loss. Mm-hmm. Knicks lead the league at this point in three-point makes and three-point attempts. And... I don't know if I have to check that that's still the case, but I'm I'm assuming that it still is. They were seventh in the league at in three point percentage. I'm sure that has changed. They probably are a little bit lower by now. Most importantly, the Knicks were tied for fourth in effective field goal percentage. That's an important stat, y'all. That's a that's a stat that I'm going to keep going back to throughout the season. Explain what that effective is. field goal percentage. Effective field goal percentage is basically it's an advanced stat where basically they, they decided field goal percentage is not a good way to determine how good your offense is. Effective field goal percentage, it, it increases the value of three of the three point shot. So if you have a better, if you, if your three point percentage is better, then your effective field goal percentage will be better in layman's terms. So, the I didn't even know that top the reason why effective field goal percentage why I'm going to be harping on it throughout the season Jonathan Macri of the Knicks Film School podcast shout out to Jonathan Macri wrote in in his very good blog during the playoffs and he's and he's talked about it before the playoffs too it just reminded me in each of the last, I don't even remember how many years, four or five, the top four or five teams or the top five teams in the league in effective field goal percentage have all made it deep into the playoffs. And one of them has always won the championship. If we're, if we're going to start saying that C word, the Knicks have to be good at that, at in improving in that effective field goal percentage stat. So I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm going to keep looking to see where they at. I don't know if that they're going to stay a top five team. I don't even know if they're a top five team in effective field goal percentage today. But before this, before this Chicago Bulls game, I did check that stat just to see where they were. See, since they were one of the top teams. And they were tied for fourth. I don't remember who they were tied for fourth with. Coming into the game, Kobe White was injured. He had a shoulder surgery. He's still out. So my one of my predictions, Kobe White would, would come out and haunt us and did not come to fruition. And Nerland to the well still out with a knee injury. And he's gonna be out for tonight's game too against New Orleans. Correct. Which is unfortunate because I was expecting him to come unfortunate, back. but you know you want him to come back for a tune like, up game. I I do want him to come back for a tune up game, but I'm also kind of like Maybe we didn't need to offer him that contract. <laughs> Why? 
If 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 something happens where we have an injury to one of our big players, you're gonna wish we had Nerlens. Well, we'll we'll uh, I'll talk about that later. Because Jericho's uh, not ready for that for that moment yet. Until he's probably not gonna be ready until like after All Star break. Who knows if Nerlens gonna be ready by All Star break? But anyway, let's not let's not get supposedly he's supposedly fifty fifty to to play in every game. So whatever. Mixon Bulls, to start the game, they were going back and forth. Bulls actually went up 6-0, I think, or 6-2. And from there, it was just a back and forth game. They were exchanging lead throughout the entire first quarter. Up up until the second quarter, that's how the game went, until the Knicks started pulling away. One thing I noticed in watching that first half of the game, I was taking notes after each half. The Bulls were impressing me. I did not expect them to be as good as they were. I did not think that the pieces fit the way that they have. I thought DeMar DeRozan and I just thought DeMar DeRozan actually was just going to bring down the team with his inability to make a three-point shot. But he has altered and adjusted his game. He's hitting the threes. He's hitting threes against us. He's hitting the three at a decent clip. So that I think that was the key. Lonzo Ball didn't really play well, like offensively this game, but Lonzo Ball made his presence felt in this game. Statistically, it wasn't all that, but Lonzo, Lonzo, he did what he had to do. I have my notes here somewhere, but uh, essentially, they impressed. They impressed me on the court. I, I underestimated them. This is a well-rounded group, and Lonzo was guarding. That, that was. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Kemba and RJ were shining in the first half That would, from, from the Knicks. Kemba was knocking down all his threes. RJ was efficient inside the arc with a few contested layups. That, that layup package that, we, that we've that we been saying for a while, RJ needs to be able to do. He's getting there, y'all. He's getting there. Contact. He's getting there. And, and with contact, finishing with both hands, he had a, he, I don't remember if it was this game or if it was the Philly game, but there was a play where RJ Barrett, Dribbled the ball with his right hand and finished with the same hand. You, I don't want to hear no haters talking about RJ shouldn't be. Nah, give RJ that respect. He's he's next largest lead. He's he's that, coming for the All Star team, the first team all defense. RJ's coming for all that. He hears all the chirping on Twitter. He hears all the chirping behind the scenes, getting left off the rookie teams. He hears all that, and he's just going to the gym and working on all his weaknesses. And making his strengths yep. even greater strengths. Yeah, you see the jersey. We, so, we both wearing the jersey today, right? We both wearing the jersey today. That's that. We we, we ain't playing that. We just <laughs> we know. Never that. We just know <laughs> what's coming. We know what's we know what's coming. Continue. So, the largest lead for at the first half for the Knicks was ten, while the Bulls could only extend their lead to four. But. Halftime, the game was New York Knicks 55, Chicago Bulls 51. That's how you know that this was a tight game. Even though the Knicks were able to extend it to 10, that was as much as they could get before the Bulls made a run of their own. The most encouraging part of the first half was the Knicks' ability to maintain the lead while Julius Randle was largely a non-factor shooting the ball. I believe he only had two points. Yes, he finished the half with two points. Chicago, like some of the other teams that we've seen this this season, has employed Atlanta's strategy to disrupt and confuse Julius Randle. But 
like most of the games this series, this season, it hasn't really done anything to hurt the Knicks as he was still able to make contribute, make contributions by making a timely pass. Sound good so far? That, that's what you saw as well, French, right? Very much. Let's keep going. Second half, most important part of the game. So I was looking for key moments. First key moment I saw, Patrick Williams fell in the fell on a hard, quote-unquote, foul by Mitchell Robinson where he landed on his hand. It was ruled a flagrant. I disagreed with that call because Mitch clearly was trying to block. He ended up making some incidental contact. Patrick Williams started flailing in the air, and that's how he got hurt. I didn't think it was a flagrant. I think Mitch tried to wasn't trying to hurt him. It was a basketball play. Like young Mitch, I would understand. Young Mitch, that's always a flagrant with him because he's just reckless. But this was 100% yeah. a basketball play. Yeah, he's, he was trying to block it. He realized he couldn't. He tried to pull his hand away. It was a foul, but he wasn't trying to push him. So I was I, I thought like, yo, they trying to they trying to make this like the Bulls get the lead again. I was that was my first thing. And this was early in the third. But nope. And Knicks was like, nah, we're just gonna Kemba came out, knocked another three, knocked another three down. He ended this game with five made three pointers. Yeah. The Knicks extended their lead and got it above 10 points after after this happened. So I was like, all right, well, this looks like it might be another Philly game. Until early in the fourth quarter, Mitch turned his ankle. He's hobbling around. He laid down on the ground. Yeah, every game. And I'm Scaring us. I would, you know, he's scaring us for no reason. Uh, listen, I wrote this. I'm going to tell you what I wrote. Mitch's addition to this Knicks team has been invaluable, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that it's annoying how many injury scares he's had so far this season, which is a total of five games. The Knicks are only five games but, in, and it feels like he's been on the floor with a potential injury in every one, and it's not... That's, but I understand. I'm not, that you I'm not gassing it. I think he I, he's being overly cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and he's, I, he's and nervous. I, he don't want to go through another rehab. Absolutely. So anytime absolutely. he but every any time he does football, that, every time he's nervous, we get yeah. nervous because we like, no, he's playing so well. We need yeah. him to know. And then he, then in like two minutes later, he's on the court. It's like, yo, you you got my heart pumping for that. Like I'm happy though. I'm like, happy. I, I'd rather see that. One hundred percent rather to see it, that. Uh, I, I'm I, no, but it is annoying. I'm happy to see it, but I'm also annoyed. Like I don't like because one of these games, he is gonna. It's not gonna be like. Don't oh, say that. It's just don't say it. Mitch he's speaking it into existence. Just leave it alone. I'm not. We, we happy. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see it at all. I don't want to see existence. him land on the. I don't want to see it. This is what I'm speaking existence for the rest of the season. I don't want to see Mitch on the ground holding on to any part of his Neither body Mitch. as if it hurts. And then he comes off the court and he has to sit on the side. I don't want to see that for the rest of the season. Neither does Mitch. I want him to be. I want him to be healthy. I want him to take us to the playoffs, and I want us to make a deep run in the playoffs with Mitch as our starting five. That's what I want to speak into. Mm -hmm. This shit that we've been seeing for the past five games, I'm over it. I really am. I really am over it. All right. Mitch came back after he sat on the bench with no shoes because he blew out his sneaker trying to. I don't even remember who he was trying to defend. I don't know if it was Vucevic or Levine, but whoever he was, he was sidestepping and blew out his his, his sneaker on. He had, and they ended up having to give him a whole new pair of shoes. Yeah, I was devastated. I completely forgot that that was even a basketball play. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> please get up. Please get up. That's all I could say. So the Knicks looked like they were about to keep a sizable lead in the fourth quarter, but then the Knicks offense started stagnating. 
and a few clutch shots from the Bulls dwindled the 13-point lead that the Knicks had down to three. So, French, I'm going to let you take over here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get back into the, into what it is that I have in my notes. The last three minutes of the game were really brutal to watch for me because, mm-hmm. like you're saying, yeah, this is going to be another Philly game. I'm thinking this is the game one, like, Three minutes, that's, I could just cut on the PlayStation right now. And then mm-hmm. they just stop scoring. And the Bulls can't stop scoring. <laughs> and the crowd is getting into it for the first time of the night. Like, mm-hmm. the crowd is on a feet chain defense. Like, they in the garden, but they chanting for the other team. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> that's exactly how it But I know the team is tough, so I'm not really concerned. I'm like, this team, they're they not phased by that. The Knicks is one of the toughest defensive teams in the NBA. They don't waver off of their position or for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just thinking, like, all right, I'm watching the game with Jaya. She's, like, watching Julius Randle go iso ball with Lonzo Ball, <laughs> play after play after play, and we're not scoring. And she's like, why do they keep giving the ball back to Julius if he's not, he keeps getting the ball stripped from, from the other guy? I'm like, cause it's a mismatch. Like, nine times out of 10, you're going to get something positive out of that. Somebody's going to get open after a double team, yada, yada. I'm, I'm just saying this because that's what Tibbs be saying in the, in the pro, in the post game. I'm like, it, it makes sense. And then you watching this happen. It's a mismatch for sure. You're not, you like, why is Lonzo, he a point guard? Why is he guarding your power forward? And you're not going to exploit that. But if it ain't working, it ain't working, bro. Like, move the ball. Do what was working. Lonzo, Lonzo, yeah. Lonzo was good, man. As far as defensively, he met that matchup. For sure. And Julius almost couldn't figure it out. But if it ain't working, you got to do something else. That's when you got to, that's what playoff teams do. You got to adjust on the fly. You got to be able to. Start moving the ball around. Start getting other people to start giving Fournier the ball. You was giving Fournier the ball in, 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 when we was playing Boston. Why are we not doing it no more? Why is it still ISO ball every time to, to get to the free throw line? And when he does get to the free throw line, it's four point seconds left in the game. They cut the lead down to one. And Julius got a, he said he going to the free throw line. He'd been going to the free throw line all game, swishing. Cool. And then with the game on the line, one point game, you miss both free throws. And it's just like, bro, why did we get to this point? <laughs> so, so I, I like when it got down to 10 seconds, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do the play by play because it, it was that tense. It seemed like they were trying to give the game away. They remember I said the Knicks were up thirteen. Bulls brought it down to three. Less than twenty four seconds. Missed the shot, and Julius got the rebound and went back up with it. Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna read it because it's like yo, watching it live, I couldn't believe it. Bulls had the ball. Knicks defense prevented a three point shot, but Zach Levine. They got Zach Levine abused Taj Gibson, who came all the way out in the perimeter and went up for an easy dunk. That's how they got up down to one. Right? 
we were worried about the three. Taj came and guarded Zach Levine. Zach Levine said, Taj, you can't hold me, son. Got to the rim, uncontested, dunk. Knicks were up with one, nine and a half seconds left in the game. All they had to do was knock down their free throws. If the Bulls hit a three, cool. If they hit a two, you're winning anyway. But knock down your free throws because that's the only way. You know they're going to foul you. And it's going to be on the defense to guarantee the victory. But then, it took them like four times to actually get. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right. All right, Alec Burks, you go pass it in and they're going to foul. No? Timeout? Okay, cool. Now they figured out the defense. Alec Burks fi- fails to inbound the ball properly. And the Knicks turn over the ball. Oh, and the Knicks nearly turn over the ball on the inbounds. DeMar DeRozan tips the ball, tries to bring it back in, but he steps on the line. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that that. Like, are you, you guys are trying to give the game away. I'm like, you're trying to give the game away. It's nine and a half seconds left in the, in the, like. <laughs> so then they actually do inbounds the ball. Julius gets the ball. And as you indicated, he bricked both of the free throws. He didn't make one. At least if you made one, it's like, all right, just don't give him the three. Give him the open two and you can go to overtime. No, he bricked both. So now if they score anything, they win the game. Chicago had the ball. 4.7 seconds left in the game. Wait, before you say anything further, in this moment right now, when you was when you was watching it live, how did you feel? I was just like, this is bad. This is this uh, that's all this is bad. Right? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, this is bad. I think the Knicks are gonna win this game. Yo. But the way that they've been, if the way they've been playing this past however many minutes, it's not going to get, they're going to lose the game if they keep playing like this. You done turned over the ball. You're missing every shot. You're not hitting your free throws. Oh. You are almost trying to give them the ball back so that they could win. They was home. They got home court. The crowd pumping. They missed, I mean, they're making all these shots and it comes down to one shot to win the game. I still didn't. I still was like, "Yo, it's not a guarantee that the, that they're gonna lose this game." They got the Rosen, they just need, the mid-range, they Maestro. just need, they do. They got Levine they who jumped. He, yeah. All you gotta do is throw got, the ball to the rim, you can catch it and dunk. Lay the ball up. I'll, I'll list you. I'll list you the stats. Jamar DeRozan, twenty points, five assists, three rebounds. Vucevic, twenty-two points, eight rebounds, six assists. Zach Levine, twenty-five points, six rebounds, three assists. Lonzo Ball, six points, six rebounds, four assists. Every all four of their of their guys were dropping stats. <laughs> like, I'm not sleeping on none of those dudes, none of them. I, but I, I still had faith in this team to get the stop that they needed. Yeah, to I get. did too. And that's the only I thing. Too. I was just like, this is bad because even if they play good defense, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bulls make the shot. Any, I was thinking, and that this was like a key moment that's going to define our season right here. That's how I felt because this game, we came in and dominated them the entire game. And we're not at home. We're on the road in Chicago. If you get this win, that tells a lot about who you are as a team. If you let this game go and let them continue on a win streak, 
and now they're even more pumped up for the next game. Like you can't do that after you dominated the whole game. So I'm, I was like, damn, these, they got a lot of scorers. But at the same time, I know Tibbs is our coach. We hang our hat on defense before anything else. That's what they've been telling us all year. So mm-hmm. if they genuinely believe that, then you got to show me that in a moment just like this. Yup. Then the moment was scary. <laughs> because they in- inbound the ball. Gave it to DeRozan. RJ calls out the switch. He says, yo, take Levine. I got, De- I got DeRozan. He takes DeRozan. DeRozan goes right to the midi. RJ almost kind of loses him, but not really. He stays with him. He, he, DeRozan does a pump fake. RJ stays on his feet. And then DeRozan is like, all right, I guess I got to put the shot up with, with RJ on me. Mid start creeping over. Takes shot. Mid starts creeping over. He puts his arm up. RJ puts his arm up. Zach Levine puts his arms up like, yeah, we about to. And it was an air ball. And <laughs> that quiet. And the, was over. At the, the, the noise in that arena was just like when Trey Young hit the float on us. It was quiet after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the Knicks win the game, leaving them with the number one seed in the Eastern Conference after week one of NBA action. Final of this game, Knicks 104, Chicago 103. Kemba Walker finished the game 7 of 12 from the field for 21 points. He went 5 of 6 from the 3 and 2 for 3 from the free throw line. He was our most important player, most important star of the game, but not that much not much not that much different. RJ Effin Barrett who dropped 23 and 1. That's 20 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. And, and he maybe hit one three-pointer, did not matter because he seemed to be executing that layup package all on the Chicago Bulls, getting to the rim and finishing at will. Julius Ramble, he was also one of our most important players because even though he didn't shoot the ball well, even though he was turning the ball over, even though he bricked those last two free throws, he almost had a triple-double, 13 points, 16 rebounds, and he was one assist shy of that triple-double with nine assists. It was overall a really good game from Julius outside of offensively. So, in conclusion, Knicks are now tied for first four-way tie with the Chicago Bulls. They, they, he gave the, they gave them the one loss. Washington Wizards them in the and the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat. I think that we're definitely better than two of these three teams and we might, we might be better than the third one. I, we have to see it when, when they play each other. For comparison purposes, Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers are now 3-2. and two. The Brooklyn Nets are at 500 with a 3-3 three and three record. Another interesting stat I've picked up before we started recording this podcast, Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose are a combined 30 of 53 from three-point range. They have scored 30 three-point <laughs> shots. Out of an attempted 53. Championship. First five C word. T word. Last not last year. Hold on. Last year, the first the, the the Knicks starting point guard, he hit 29 threes for the entire season, just for comparison purposes. 
All right, French. You want to talk about what we predicted last week? Yeah. Or a few days ago at this point? Last episode, we predicted that. I personally said that the Knicks and Philly would go into overtime. It would be uh, a, a, close, a close game, less than five points. You said that they would. Yeah. You said. That did not happen. <laughs> you said they'd win in regulation, greater than five points. And I took that one overwhelmingly. <laughs> But I think this one is more you. Knicks at Bulls in United Center. I predicted that the Knicks win greater than 10 points, and you predicted the Knicks lose by two points. So I obviously got that wrong. The Knicks, I was closer in the spread, but you could. If you, they didn't have that stupid ass for the last three minutes in the fourth quarter, I'd had it. You would have definitely been right. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I just hate it. All right, so now we got we got one, two, three, four games coming up that we should be going over next week's episode. We're going to try to do a post-game episode for this first game, but you'll either see it or you won't. <laughs> We're going to try. Today's game, the Knicks are going to be playing at New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. And French, since you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because you got both the spread and you got the win from last week. What is, I will go first. Or actually, I'll let you choose. Do you want to go first with the prediction or you want me to go? Nick's taking this about greater than 10 points. Okay. That was, he didn't even answer the question. <laughs> he just said, I'm going first with my answer. Nick's win greater than 10. <sighs> Come on. So we watch you work out all the time. You got to understand. <laughs> we don't do the coin flip. <laughs> all right if i say the knicks win i have to do a different spread so the knicks win by greater than 15 points <laughs> will be my prediction <laughs> uh toronto all right toronto at the new york knicks they're gonna play in the garden what is your prediction french Like Scotty Barnes a lot, yo. He's he's I like him a he's lot. Good. He's good. I wish he fell to us. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Barnes is good, yo. So I'm I don't know. I think Knicks win greater than five. Knicks win greater than five. Or I should say which Knicks win by at least five. least five points. So greater than four points. Woof. Toronto. See, if if the Knicks win by greater than 15 against the Pelicans, are they going to do what they did against the Magic, the second game against Toronto? Okay, I will say that the Knicks will win. Toronto's a good defense. I'm going to say that they're not going to, they're not going to, the Knicks are not going to lose, but the Knicks are going to win by at least one point. Okay. That's what I'll say. I think it's going to be, I think like you, it's going to be close. 
I think that there's potential for a letdown in that game. The Knicks beat the Sixers. The Knicks beat the Bulls. They're probably going to mollywop the Pelicans. Who don't? I, Zion's not back, right? Nah. Well, he could come back, but it's it hasn't been. It's looking like he's out for another two, three weeks. Yeah. So no Zion. I don't think it's going to be too many issues. I think the Knicks are going to remember the Magic game and be like, "Yeah, no, we're going to come in. We're not going to do that." But I think they're not going to translate that that mentality to the Toronto game because they're a newly good team. And I think that it's just, just going to be close because the Knicks apparently have issues finishing games. So, yeah. yeah. So, November 3rd, Knicks at Indiana. To Brent, be fair, your prediction? before I predict it, to be fair, the Knicks do have a good record of, like, realizing something's a problem and fixing it so far this season. So I don't want to start expecting for this to become a pattern because, you know what I'm saying? So Knicks at Indiana. Mm-hmm. It's in Indiana. I say Indiana by one. Oh, Indiana by one. I disagree with you, sir. <laughs> it's a bold uh, prediction, I, I, but I, Chris, Chris yeah, Duarte I, is good. They got yeah. talent on their team, and they have Rick Carlisle. He's a good coach. Yeah, home court. I can see. I can see that. They haven't been home. Wait, no, no, no. I'm bugging. They were just home. November first against Toronto. I don't know. It's a guess. That's why I don't gamble. <laughs> it's a guess. It's a guess to it. I mean, if he was, if if he was uh, gambling, you'd been making some money. Yeah. You know, you guess two. I leave wins, that. I leave that to the listeners. Wins. They could take my picks and gamble with it. <laughs> yeah, I got the I got the Knicks winning by at least by more than six. Just no so seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't see the Knicks losing to Indiana, especially since they played in the preseason. And I think the Knicks have gotten better since the preseason. They didn't have Mitch. So the Knicks are going to win by more than six points. Knicks at Milwaukee. Our, our, our first look at the defending champions. I say Knicks. You got Knicks by at least 10. By 10? Well, what, what? Let me, maybe I'm bugging out. Why you? Why you think they're gonna win by double digits? Remember last year, first game against Milwaukee, we beat them by thirty. Yes, they won the title this year. They probably remember that game. I'm sure we remember that game. And I think because the Knicks are gonna expect for them to match that intensity, coming off of a title run, coming off of an embarrassing home loss of pre- the previous year. The Knicks are going to be well prepared for that game. So, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong and Milwaukee doesn't remember, then yeah, it's probably going to be another blowout. But I see the Knicks winning this by at least ten. So basically, you have seen no scenario where the Knicks do not win by double digits. Nah. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> 
All right, I'm going to be... Um, like, I like Giannis. I like their team a lot. I'm not trying to disrespect their team. I, but that's I, just how highly I view the Knicks. The big Giannis fan you are. No, I, no I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I like Giannis a lot. He's one of my favorite young players. Not even young players. He's one of my favorite players because you, you've never seen any player like Giannis ever. If 30 years from... Not 50 years from now, we trying to tell young kids about Giannis, they're not going to believe us. I got nothing but respect for Giannis, but I just respect this Knicks team a lot. I respect this Knicks team a lot too, but I do think that they're gonna have they're gonna have a game plan for Giannis. I think that the Bucks are gonna look at the standings and see that the Knicks are still above them, and they're gonna try their best to win this game like it's a playoff game. And if that is the case, I see the Bucks winning this game by. Less than five points. Finally disagree on a win. We dis we disagreed with Indiana. <laughs> you said Indiana was going to win, right? Yeah. All right. French, you got anything to plug? We it's about time we get out of here. Oh, we're gonna be clocking in, in less than an hour, too. I guess because we only had two games this week. Next week is not gonna be the same case. No. Expect at least an hour at least. But yeah, which, you got any uh, plugs? Anything you anybody want to shout out? No. Shout out to you, yep. listeners, oh. Angela. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was over here like, oh, no, I, I love. I was saying to you, oh. I was trying to. I pictured a comma, <laughs> and then I said listeners, but I knew it came off the wrong way. Oh man! Well, shout out to you too. Mm -hmm. And shout out to my homegirl, Reister, who I guess fell ill yesterday at work. I had to help get her to the, get her to see some medical attention. I spoke to her this morning. I know you don't listen to this, but I'll make sure you listen to at least this portion. Get well, get well soon. I'm glad you're doing all right now. Uh, take some time, take, take some rest, feel better. And to you listeners, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you next week for the next episode. And we may even see you after the game. Who knows? Once again, though, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. Yeah. Peace. I'm going to do a drop. Oh, okay. Ayo, Philly. That intro music was Broadway Boo by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Knicks Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.